Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. One of the last core pieces has been traded, and it's time to say goodbye to Sean Monahan as they get, trade him for cap space to welcome in Nazem Kadri. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmasso of the and sorry, the PHFPA, and uh, I have my own website. I do some public relations work, and I've been covering the NHL for almost seven years now. It's been some time, <laughs> but today we are here to memorialize Sean Monahan's career as a flame. But before we jump into that, please ensure that you are subscribed to Lockdown Flames wherever you get your podcasts and. You know, we're available on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Audible, Odyssey, YouTube as well. If you're watching on YouTube, um, I purposely wore black today because it's like a funeral. It's a funeral for Sean Monaghan's career as a flame. But this is one of the parts of the business, the hockey business, that just really sucks. You know, we've talked about players making business decisions for themselves uh, a lot this offseason, you know. Whether it be Matthew Kachuk saying, you know, Calgary's just not in my long-term picture. Or Johnny Gaudreau saying, I need to be closer to my family in the States. Okay? Those are two business decisions that players have earned the right to make through, you know, their career. But sometimes this is just one of those things that is out of a player's control. And it's it's the big men in the office making these decisions. And... This time is it's Sean Monahan being traded so a better player can be brought in. You know, I can only imagine the kind of like ego bruise that the bruise of the ego that would leave. I don't know. Personally, I'd be like, oh, okay. But then again, he probably has a lot of self-awareness and understands <laughs> that this is part of the business. You know, I don't think Sean Monahan is some ill-willed. Uh, mean-spirited person by any means, but I'm sure it hurts to be traded by the organization that drafted you and saw so much potential in you as a young 18-year-old kid, right? So let's flash back to last week, right? I'm all cozied up in bed, about to take an afternoon nap on my day off. And then I get a text, right? I get a text. Hey, just so you know, uh, Kadri to Calgary is happening. Oh, by the way, Sean Monahan's being traded. Oh, yeah, I'm all Okay, I guess I'm not napping anymore. So then, you know, I start preparing and then uh, the cadre trade or sorry, the cadre signing happens. And then we're just kind of waiting. Uh, the Predators said that they have some exciting news coming. So then uh, everyone's like, oh, maybe they're the ones that took on Monaghan's contract. No, it was Monaghan to Montreal. And, it, you know, it. it it stinks. It's one of those things that, you know, you look at as a, a hockey fan and say, 
this organization, uh, you know, drafted him. He spent his entire career here and had done so much for the community. And now he's going to go make an impact in Quebec and he's going to be closer to Ontario where he's from. But they, they brought in Kadri, Monaghan was out and they packaged a first round draft pick with the, uh, with Sean Monahan, because in these sort of salary dumps, that's what you have to do. You have to give, a, you know, something a little bit more enticing. And if you remember the Flames, okay, so we're going to rewind a little bit. The Flames, it caught, Tyler Toffoli cost the Flames a first round pick this year. Uh, so, you know, Montreal got that draft pick. But then in the Matthew Kachuk trade, the Florida Panthers sent back a first round pick to uh, the Flames. I almost said the Canadians. No, <laughs> to the Flames. And, you know, the Flames used that asset to go to Montreal. <laughs> I feel like I should have a map and just be like, this is where this first round pick has traveled. But no, so uh, the Flames give yet another first round draft pick to the Canadians and it's going to be interesting to see how that played out and you know they acquired some guy named future future considerations I've heard that he's been around the league a lot it kind of sounds like a locker room problem if you ask me but hey what do I know about a man named future considerations coming up next we are going to take a minute to talk about Sean Monaghan's career in Calgary and just kind of where things fell apart for him. And I hate to dissect it like that, but it unfortunately is the name of the game. And I always give this disclaimer, but it's not me talking about Sean Monaghan, the person. It is me talking about Sean Monaghan on the ice and the unfortunate aspects that have happened. But before we get into that, I do have a uh, little PSA from the NHS, sorry, NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting a few back. A few becomes too many. You know, those summer beers, it's easy to just keep pushing them back. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think you'll call for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyways? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, or even you kill somebody. Everyone knows the risks about drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't mean, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames. Please make sure that you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. 656 games, 212 goals, and 250 assists. Sean Monaghan was drafted sixth overall 
back in 2013. It's so crazy to think that that's been nine years. I don't know. I was still in high school. Where were y'all nine years ago? Did you think you'd be where you are today? Like, I I know (laughs) I can say for a fact I never thought I would be hosting a Calgary Flames podcast or did I even know what a podcast was in 2013? (laughs) That's a good question. But Sean Monaghan had spent his entire career with the Calgary Flames and you know, he became one of the core pieces and a true integral part of this team that, you know, they needed him to succeed. They they considered him to be a leader. He wore that A for a reason. You know, um, I think that a lot of people are going to miss the leadership in the room from Monaghan. And I talked about it on Locked On uh, Los Angeles Kings this week, but about how the attitude and uh, the little swagger and instigator vibes that Matthew Kachuk brought, you know, that gives you an identity. And Sean Monaghan leaving kind of uh, leaves a gap and a vacancy in a leadership role. And you kind of wonder what could go from there. And we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. (laughs) But, you know, I can only imagine how frustrating it was for him to be part of this narrative and this narrative that the flames had to blow everything up. They could never compete. They could never win with the core that they had. And, you know, what was Brad tree living telling them versus what was, what the media was putting out could have been two entirely different things. Clearly, none of them were traded in that window of time. I remember before I started covering the Flames, I was always curious who was going to be the first piece shipped out of Calgary. Um, Again, it was always, oh, Johnny's going back to Philly. Uh, Sean Monaghan's going to go here. Um, Michael Backlund, you know, obviously uh, Mark Giordano, where's he going to go? And it, it it never played out like that. Thinking back to it, you know, obviously Gio left in the expansion draft. Johnny left in free agency. Sean Monahan got traded this year. Like this didn't happen overnight the way that uh, the media kind of made it seem like it needed to happen. But the team was able to find an identity with all of almost all of those pieces being in the room. I cannot imagine how frustrating that was and then at the same time you know you're entering this part of your career where you're scoring 20 30 goals a season and then you're put on pause because of an injury you know oh my you know playing through wrist injuries needing surgery your hips your groin like these are not small injuries that are just magically (laughs) They don't magically heal overnight or even over a season. And I'm going to pull up his uh, stats and we're going to dissect them and we're going to look and you're going to see that clear drop off from where the uh, where his injuries started. Okay, I don't know why that's the background. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
if you're watching on YouTube, I'm so sorry. But, you know, uh, he's over here scoring uh, 31 goals, right, in 2017, 2018. And things are, things are looking good. Um, I don't believe that was the year the Flames won the division. It was 2018-2019 that they had won the division. He played 78 games, 35 goal, 34 goals, which is a career high for him. And it was that postseason that, his, that he uh, hurt his wrist and was playing through a wrist injury. 2019, no, I'm, I'm sorry, it was the 2019 season where he was 2019 season he playing through wrist injury no the next year was his hand I believe um and you know you see that he's only only scoring 22 goals but that's a lot less than what he was creating the year before and you know that you do notice a difference and those goals cost you games and then, and then, <laughs> then came the 2020-21 season where Sean Monaghan was playing with a significant hip injury. And you can see it, okay? This was the shortened season. And this was the year that he, okay, no, I was right then. So the 2019 season was when he hurt his wrist. Okay. Sorry. I, again, the, the years have been a blur since the pandemic, <laughs> but you know, you see, he just had 10 goals that season and you could tell, Oh my God, it's so frustrating to go back and like, look at some game footage and like his highlights of him clearly struggling to move on the ice. And he played nearly a full season on that injured hip and it only made it worse. And what if he stopped when he had gotten hurt, went on LTIR, gotten the surgery, recovered? Could he have had a better last year in Calgary? That is always going to be a what if. What if we dealt with the problem when it happened? And then he did come back for the Flames this year, and um, he had eight goals through 65 games, 15 assists, he was not playing well. He was not playing well. And he knew that he needed to go back onto LTIR because his other hip was now causing problems. And when you look at it back-to-back -back seasons with significant hip injuries, you are not going to get a player who's going to score you those 30 goals. Number one, um, we have to look back at last season and think, or I guess two seasons ago now, the shortened season and say, why wasn't he pulled? What could have happened if he didn't play the entire season with a busted hip? What if we took care of it when it happened and he wasn't dragging his leg to team breakfast what what if? And I just, I constantly wonder this because he's only 27 years old and this is the prime. He should be entering his prime, but instead he's, he's on the last year of a contract and I'm sure he'll find himself another, you know, contract, but he, 
I don't think anyone's going to pay him what he could be getting paid had he stayed healthy. And it's so frustrating because you just, you want what's best for these players and they think they know best for themselves and they're so stubborn and they, it's considered grit and resilience, but in reality, they're just damaging their body to a point of no return. So unfortunately that is just part of the game and culture surrounding uh, sports in general, not just hockey, but I really do. You do have to sit here and wonder what could have been for Sean Monaghan had he taken that first hip injury a little bit more seriously. Coming up next, we are going to wrap up the show just kind of talking about Sean Monaghan and what could play out in Montreal for him. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Flames pod. I feel so bad for making this episode so negative. Like Sean Monaghan is such like a cool guy. I love everything about him. He is so just awesome. I think that he is such a great leader. He is a team player and just is someone that you want in your community. Like if he wasn't a hockey player, I know that he would probably be serving like meals to, you know, uh, the less fortunate on holidays, or he would be doing like meals on wheels in his spare time with whatever he, you know, chose to go in his life. Like you just, there's some people that view, uh, you know, those charitable contributions as like a, contractual PR thing but Sean Monaghan like it's so genuine I think every single one of those Flames players that we've seen out at Pride or you know in the community Cole uh, Schwent just did it Uh, he went to visit a, a sick little boy in the hospital like this kid is like he's brand new here and he's already contributing to the community and that is just something that's so magical and as a former sick kid who would often spend time in the hospital, I appreciate those players a lot and they mean a lot to me. So you wish nothing but the best for every player, but you're really pulling for a guy like Sean Monahan. I hope that he takes the time to heal. I hope that he really finds his game again and is able to go into this, you know, young locker room of uh Canadians and <laughs> the team not the nationality <laughs> that sounds really funny to say I'm sorry but you know uh this young team and is able to be a leader for them and and you know pick them up and say you know we as a team can be competitive you know it, it Took a while to get to 10 wins last season, but here we are. It's a new year, a clean slate. You hope that Carey Price comes back at some point in the season and is able to compete. You hope that they don't rush Sean Monaghan back. You hope that the medical staff in Montreal has a little bit more, uh, I guess, a little more strict than what was going on in Calgary when when it comes to playing through injuries pain management and things like that because you do not want to see this 27 year old career end the way that it could 
It could very well end at, at the end of, you know, April when the playoffs start and say the Canadians don't make the playoffs. They probably won't. But, you know, is he's not going. He could have been one of the top UFAs on the market for the 2023 season. Now he's not. He's not going to be one of those guys. And it it's just so hard to see because you want, again, nothing for the best. You hope that he finds his game again and he's able to center, you know, the third or fourth line and maybe make his way back up to a middle, a consistent middle six centerman and help push whatever team he's going to be playing for back into the a competitive thing. I just, a competitive team, a competitive role. I, I don't know, you know, that's just unfortunately not the reality that we're seeing right now with him. And could I be living in La La Land rooting for Sean Monaghan like this? Yeah, I, I am. The sad reality is that he's probably going to spend this year in Montreal, not seeing, you know, any playoff action. He's going to be limited mainly because of the injury and we knew that he was starting the season on on LTIR regardless um I don't know you just have to think and kind of hope that he it's one of those intangible things it's not something you can measure on a stat sheet or your score sheet you just hope that he brings that leadership aspect to Montreal the same way he had it in Calgary Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Locked on Flames. If you're watching on YouTube, hello. Uh, if you, Do you like my kind of newish background? I think I'm going to switch it up a little bit for fall. But uh, make sure that you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. And I'm going to flash that on the screen right now. And I'm hoping next week we are able to bring Audie in for some more, uh, maybe some reverse retro talk. You know, there have been some leaks and some inside sources are telling me that this is going to be a fantastic blast of a jersey. So I will see you all later this week as we continue our way through the off season.